Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbele. In contrast to The Revenant, my wife and I also saw The Martian. We saw it on the small screen, which probably meant that we lost a lot of the majesty. But there's one thing in The Martian that just irritates me, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, is referenced continuously. A lot of the scenes are filmed in the, you know... I don't even know what one call it. The Fantasy JPL. Let's just call it the Fantasy JPL. I've known people that have worked for JPL, either former JPL employees. Well, actually, I think in all cases, they're former JPL employees. And my perspective on JPL is, firstly, in order to be a really good engineer, you need to have continuous running projects. You need to have projects which are released frequently And you need to have constant and direct feedback associated with your engineering practices. The space missions, in particular Mars, have not generated this kind of constant project, constant feedback aspect for JPL. In that regard, and certainly from the folks that I've met who are former JPL people, they just lack a certain amount of like real-world rigour. And when you see landers kind of crash into Mars because they mixed up feet and meters and all this other kind of stuff, you just don't get the sense that these are really the brightest, most skilled engineers out there. And it's with this background that I come to the Martian and just left feeling like it's it's a fantastic film in concept. And in delivery, they need, like, this kind of futuristic super engineering organization. And unfortunately, they kind of borrow JPL for that thing. But I couldn't suspend disbelief through this because it was kind of like a satire of what the current space exploration thing is like. I mean, you need to have a NASA which doesn't exist now and has basically been crippled since the 1960s. Forget all of that. New NASA, best engineers ever, most dedicated, focused people working in time frames that are humanly impossible. I mean, this just doesn't strike me as NASA today. So I had to kind of distance myself from that when I watched The Martian. And there are a few other hokey little bits and pieces and a wide variety of things that were just beyond belief, really. And to this end, if you watch it as like a fantasy sci-fi kind of film, slightly plausible. But if you watch it with any background in science, and I have kind of smatterings of knowledge, I'm not like super PhD science dude, but even I found some of these things just really, really, really implausible, almost to the point of like you just have to suspend disbelief beyond where disbelief has been suspended before in order to watch this film. But maybe, you know, maybe that hits a market. Maybe that's just a thing. You should watch it without any background in, you know, science and pressures of gases or any of the other stuff that this movie really misses. And, of course, the JPL legacy stuff as well. But, you know, now it's out on DVD. We actually watched it, I think, on the local cable provider that enable the rent option, which is very rare these days. Would I watch it again? Probably not. I mean, maybe on a long flight I might keep my eyes open, but I'd probably have a nap through The Martian. Doesn't really tick many boxes for me, but then again, there are relatively high standards associated with speculative fiction, and this was well beyond any of those things.
Tom Barbelay and San Jose signing out.